Well, hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast Remote Edition. Uh, we are back and still in quarantine, but we're recovering the book Unquestioned Answers, Unquestioned Answers by Jeff Myers. And joining me from afar, from a remote secret location, underground bunker, is Ray Jewell. Ray, welcome back. Hey, Kevin, it's good to be here. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a really nice day today, but uh, this is, it's good to try to keep up with this stuff. So let's go, let's go for it. Yeah, this is, this is weird for us because normally when you and I are in this, uh, are, are recording, we're right together. We're next to each other. Uh, but now we're, we're doing this through Zoom and uh, kind of a weird situation for us. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, I guess it's good to, uh, good, good to be uh, flexible about such things. Yeah, it's, it's, at least we're still able to do this, and, and so that's, well, let's, let's talk about the book. So we've, we're continuing on the series uh, on this book, Unquestioned Answered. By the way, um, I did contact uh, the fine folks at Summit uh, Ministries, and they are, um, they haven't got back to me yet about Jeff Myers coming on the podcast, but they okay. are open to the idea. So, all right, all right. That out there. but okay, so we're talking about chapter four. Um, it's just me and Jesus. Oh, my, Ray, are you gonna oh, pick yeah. a song here now? Or, oh, yeah, me and Jesus got our own thing going. <laughs> I remember, uh, Hall. there was a there was a there was a hymn in a, in a hymnal we used to use at a church I was at in Massachusetts. And the title of the song is, it's just Jesus and me as we walk along. It's just Jesus and me and we're singing a song or something like that. It's kind of a weird, um, uh -huh. but you know, that, that, that seemed to be a lot of American Christianity today. It's just that idea. Uh, it's my personal relationship with Jesus that matters and that's it. Right. And that's nothing but pure Gnosticism. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I, again, it's, it's the uh, emphasis in the book is addressing the um, preponderance of me. Yeah. It, it's about my prayers. It's about my walk with Jesus. It's not about anything more than that. And, Unfortunately, American Christianity has, has fallen into that trap. Yeah, I like what he says on page 94. It's not me and Jesus. It's just Jesus. The meanness of me and Jesus is precisely what I need to be rescued from. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we, uh, I don't know, we just seem to like to be in charge. That's yeah. probably since the very beginning of time with uh, when Adam and Eve decided to disobey God it's they were just doing their own thing and I mean what's wrong with that right well I think that that's exactly because I think you hit, hit exactly what my problem is with this is it it's the relationship if it's just Jesus and me it's more about the me I get to control what I think about yep. Jesus, I get to control Jesus himself and what he thinks and what he does. And I don't have to worry about anybody else's opinion because in reality, I'm, I'm forming my own religion. 
Yeah, and when you do that, then you can set your own standard of what's right and wrong. Exactly. Uh, you can go and live however you want to live. As long as I got I got Jesus in my back pocket, we're good to go. Right. And that, uh, again, is a, is a dangerous thought for the church. And yet I see it so often, uh, even inside of the church. I mean, yeah. Um, Problem I think in this congregational voting on anything and everything, uh, I got to have my say. Well, that's right. uh, not the biblical way. The biblical no. way is you know you do it in the context of the church, and then leadership of the church are the ones that should make those kinds of decisions, and not you know. And, and you might as well throw out any idea of reprimand or. Yep. Um, you know, just steering Hold somebody back into the way God wants to do it. But right. I mean, why should I be concerned about what you think or what, even what the Bible thinks if I have this great relationship with Jesus? Yeah. And, I, you know, in the beginning of the chapter, he talks about this idea of I can have church anywhere. Right. Uh, why would you want to sit in your pew listening to some guy drone on when I can go out in the beauty of nature? And I can worship God there, or I can mm-hmm. worship God in whatever I, you know, there's a, there's a country song about something about church in my car. You just go drive out and that, that's like, that's my church right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I mean, it's the easy way, which, you know, that's the whole basis of this book is simplicity. Simplicity. Yeah. <laughs> Still struggling with how to say that, but the, it's it's not simple. I mean, when you understand that church, and you know, which is people, which is messy people. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we we need to understand that it's a complex thing. Right. The message of Christ is is simple to understand. It's just not easy to live out, especially when we have to do it in the context of the community. So, Ray, what do you and say yet, to the person who says, I don't want to just sit and learn about God in a pew, but I want to go out and I want to experience God? Well, you ex- again, I think you experience God best in the context of the community. Hmm. Um, when you... When you see how God Himself relates to Himself, I mean the the, the uh, Trinity, the, the God, the three and one. Um, it's always in that context of community. There's none of this. Uh, I'm my my own, uh, and that I think is the reason why He instituted the church. Mm. This is not something that we can do on our own. We can't experience God. I mean, you know, it's it's quite clear. You can say that you love God, but if you hate your brother, then the love of God's not in you. Right. Is a clear statement against this rugged individualism that is yeah. so ingrained in our our country and in our churches and. Now, I'm not saying we don't have responsibilities. We do. And yet we should be able to have others help us not only to fulfill those responsibilities, but to 
uh, call us out when we have yeah. uh, fallen short on doing the things that we're supposed to be doing. So, Rhea, I Whether want to it's quote, a sin in our lives or neglect or whatever. Um, I want to quote C.S. Lewis here. Okay. I'm going to do some pretty amazing things. You see this on here? Whoa. If, if you're... Um, Ray and I are on a Zoom call right now. So yeah, cool. Listening to the audio version, um, you're not seeing this, but I've got this quote here from C.S. Lewis. Now, this was from a book I started to write but never finished about theology. Um, but I believe this is a quote from uh, Mere Christianity. But C.S. Lewis was once confronted with this, with this way of thinking, this whole idea, I just want to be out in nature whatever. And there was a guy apparently who stood up in the middle of one of his uh, lectures and said, no, I just want to experience God out in the desert and all this stuff. And uh, he says here, now, in a sense, I quite agreed with that man. I think he had probably had a real experience of God in the desert. And when he turned from that experience to Christian creeds, I think he was really turning from something real to something less real. In the same way, if a man has once looked at the Atlantic from the beach, and then goes and looks at a map of the Atlantic, he also will be turning from something real to something less real, turning from real waves to a bit of colored paper. It says, here comes the point. The map is admittedly only colored paper, but there are two things you have to remember about it. In the first place, it is based on what hundreds and thousands of people have found out by sailing the real Atlantic. In that way, it has been... Uh, behind its masses of experience, just as real as the one you could have from the beach only. While yours would only be a single glimpse, the map fits all those different experiences together. In the second place, if you want to go anywhere, the map is absolutely necessary. As long as you are con uh, content with walks on the beach, your own glimpses are far more fun than looking at a map. But the map is going to be uh, more use than walks on the beach if you want to get to America. Uh, of course, he's saying this from England. Um, and, and the point is, you know, okay, you've got this map that's just, okay, it looks boring, whatever. But it's based upon the experiences of many more people than just you. And if you want to be discontent with just splashing in a little bit of water you can get to, fine. But if you want to get the full experience, you're going to need something else. And so, yeah, people can experience God on their own, whether it's in the desert or in nature or in their car or whatever. But you're not going to get the full experience if you're not in the community of believers that God has placed you in. Right. Um, I think you know, that part of that is we need a deterrent to the way that we think. You know, uh, Scripture is pretty clear that uh, man thinks in his heart that he's got it right. And yet often we don't. And that's you know, the need for... Uh, people within uh, a fellowship that will help us, you know, guide our way instead of just going aimlessly uh, down our own path, which leads to destruction. Right. So, yeah, the church is extremely important for yeah, this life. Can... And it enhances our relationship with, with God. Yeah. I mean, I can listen to sermons all day long, and I... And I... You know, Ray, you might not know this, but I I, uh, I like podcasting. You like the podcast? And I, I like to listen to podcasts, too. Uh, I get a lot of good okay. preaching on my phone, listen to my podcast. But you know what? Um, I only listen to the ones I want to. Mm -hmm. 
Um, if a subject doesn't interest me, I skip over it. But in the church, I'm hearing week after week biblical exposition, and that pastor is not going to sit there and ask me, do you want to listen to this or not? I'm going to be confronted with stuff I may not be confronted with on my own. And not only through the pulpit, but through fellow believers. If I have fellowship, and that's, you know, I think that's what he gets into this in the book as well. But a lot of people, their their problem is they're limiting church to just the four walls of a building. But if I have fellowship, like, you know, Ray, you and I um, have been part of accountability groups uh, within the context of a local church. And we're in a relationship where you can confront me. You know, you know me, you see me. Um, not just in a, in a pew, but in life. Um, and you can confront me and say, hey, I saw, I saw you post this on Facebook or I saw you do and that's wrong and you got to stop that. Um, and I need that. And we're not going to get that with just Jesus and me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I th- it's just such a vital part of my life. Um, I accepted Christ as my savior when I was 10. And a lot of that had to do with being a part of the church that, you know, I find myself back being a part of. Um, and I, mean, I had some good upbringing, but I had a lot of people in the church that took an interest in me mm. to help me, you know, form, formulate who I am when it comes to, my study of scripture when it comes to living the life of a Christian, I just can't imagine where I'd be today if all I did was, uh, well, first of all, sit in the pew. That's not much help. Right. But if I didn't bother going at all, um, in, in a real sense, the church is almost as much of a lifeline that Jesus is. Yeah. And, we don't if we don't honor the church if we think that we can do this without other people we're just really missing the point right i think yeah god wants us to grow in community god is if you look at the new testament um some people say i can just read the bible for myself right well yes you can i believe that but who is the bible written to you look at the new testament the Bible is not written to individuals. The Bible is written to the church because that's where Paul and the other uh, authors of scriptures knew where Christians would be. Um, yeah. Even in the book of Philemon, it's interesting because Philemon is a person, right? Uh, Paul's reading uh, writing to Philemon, but he also addresses his pastor. In other words, he knew that other people would be reading this other than just Philemon. So it wasn't just a personal letter. Paul wrote to the church because he expected mm-hmm. Christians to be in that group. Well, and the, the, probably, the probability of it, the probably pretty much certain, it wasn't necessarily uh, handed from person to person to be read that way. It was read in the assembly. Yeah. In the assembly. So, uh, you know, I mean, that automatically, like in Philemon's case, sets him up to be accountable to the others who have heard this letter from Paul. It also allows people then to, uh, you know, if there's something that somebody teaches that's not right biblically, you have that um, that way of uh, reining that in uh, in a, a way that, you know, 
allows for correct doctrine to be taught. Right. Um, you know, the probably the biggest issue that came out of the Protestant Reformation that was a negative was we probably have well over 1,500 different denominations today now because you know, it got into this, well, this is the way I interpret this. No, this is the way I interpret this. Oh, we're done. We're, we're no longer going to fellowship because we don't agree. And that's, that's a recipe for uh, chaos and disaster. Hmm. So what do you think people get wrong about the church? Because there are a lot of people who are turned off. They're like, I, I don't want to go to the church. I don't want to just sit in the pew. I don't. Uh, what, do you, what do you say to that? Well, I think one of the biggest things I've heard over the years is they're a bunch of hypocrites. Well, yeah. my response to that is, yeah, what's your point? <laughs> I mean, we're all hypocrites. We all, we all want to look at ourselves in a way that we look good and uh, we'll, we'll uh, compare ourselves to other people and be like the Pharisee in Jesus' parable that basically said, God, I thank God I'm not like everybody else. I'm not like that tax collector over there who's beating his breasts and stuff. What's he doing that? What's that all about? Uh, it's a showy thing. It's a pride thing. And um, so, you know, so people come at church with preconceived notions. And that's, that's one of the biggest. I think the other is, well, they're going to, they, they do weird things like the Lord's Supper. What is that? Take yeah. my body, take my blood. I mean, are they cannibals? <laughs> that probably not so prevalent here, but it has been in the history of the church. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you brought up, well, why would I want to sit around and listen to a guy talk for 20 or 30 minutes? about something that oh, really great. doesn't matter. Just not ever 20 minutes. Yeah, all right. Well, you know, thank goodness I never went to a, well, I have gone some to Reformed churches, but that's not my background. So <laughs> I, I couldn't sit still that long. <laughs> I could teach, I could talk that long easily, but, uh, but um, and then just, you know, I don't know anybody there. Uh, and see, and this is where one of the issues for those who are part of the church, uh, statistics show that, um, studies show that people, after they become believers, end up having fewer and fewer friends who are not believers, hmm. which I think is totally opposite of what we're called to do. We're supposed to be salt and light. We're supposed to be interacting with people who have all been made in the image of God, who Jesus died for everyone. If that's what we really believe, we're supposed to be interacting with people and uh, not just inviting them to church, but certainly doing that much. Uh, encouraging the calm, introducing them around the people. You know, I've been to some church services. You walk in and it's like, um, oh, where's the friendly faces? <laughs> oh, yeah. where's... Um, well, let's talk a little bit about that. that. Let's flip the question around and say, yeah. what what can churches be doing differently? Now, we're we're both saying we're we're not you know seeker sensitive type. Uh, let's do anything we can to get people in. But what can churches do in a biblical way um, to help people get more assimilated into the church and to feel uh, like this is a place for them? Yeah. Um. Well, I think 
I think a huge thing is for people that are part of the church and have been for a long time to be properly trained in, uh, you know, I mean, uh, number one reason I think that people don't witness to other people is they're, they're afraid. They're afraid of rejection. They're afraid of not knowing the answer. Um, you know, the people that you're asking me to talk to are not of the same social economic, uh, you know, so it's a, a cultural thing sometimes. Okay. I think, you know, just getting people to understand we're all made in God's image. Yeah. And therefore, we're all worthy of the respect that it takes to show the love of Christ to people. Um, and uh, doing that intentionally, going out of my comfort zone to uh, be uh, winsome and caring, just, you know, like right now. Uh, with the coronavirus issue that's happening. Uh, the church can step up in a big way to help those in need or do uh, do different things that will... Well, there, there may be some who are much more apt to watch um, a church service on Facebook or on YouTube than they are to actually go to the building. So here's an opportunity to get that door open because um, yeah. pretty much everybody's doing it <laughs> they have to in back in the book myers brings up the point that church should be also a place and i think this is really important that you're allowed to struggle oh yeah um, you're allowed to, to be uh, as luther said sin boldly and um you know just be able to, to deal with each other's sins without judgment but also with the aim of helping. So I'm not going right. to jump down your throat. But on the other hand, if you're lost in sin, I need to help you. And let's, 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 get, let's get back. Let's repent. Talk with me of, of, of genuine repentance um, that uh, should be a part of every church. Yeah. I think that part of that is for those of us who have been a believer for a long time to be honest about our struggles because uh, yeah. we all have them we all have right. i call them habitual habitual sin um uh, and we just you know really need to be honest about that um right. instead of playing the, the game you know i i i can play the church better better than a lot of people because i've been doing it for so long and yet to be honest about my shortcomings to be open to share my failings and yet how other people and how God has helped me to come through those times is crucial to helping others who are struggling with uh, similar things or with other things that that maybe not be a direct connection yeah. but you know sin 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 and we uh, can all work at figuring out how to go through it I think another thing, another part of it is to allow the person to uh, figure things out for themselves. Yeah. You know, not that we're trying to tell them how to live their lives. I mean, the Bible does that. God does that. Uh, we can point them in that direction, but then we got to let them make those choices on their own. Yeah. 
Well, uh, one more thing I want to hit before we, we, we wrap this up is he talks about the need. Um, church isn't just about me. It's about other people. And so serving each other is part of a good local church. And yeah. that's not something you can do with just Jesus and me. And so I'm, I'm called to love each other, serve each other, comfort one another, all these things, help each other. Um, and in that context, he brings up the interesting point of uh, don't let yourself come up with your own spiritual gift. In other words, he says, uh, <laughs> oh, where is it? Yeah, this does not mean we should demand a place based on what we think our gifts might be. You do not announce your gift to the fellowship and create a place for yourself. As opportunities yeah. And I, I see that a lot where people demand. Uh, like when I grew up, the idea of a call to preach. I'm a, I've got call, if you were determined, if you said that in church, it was like, oh, okay, we never can doubt that. If you have it, if you say you have it, you must have it. Uh, but a, bit, a more biblical idea is if I have a certain spiritual gift, it's not determined by a, a, a written out spiritual gift test, but it's really written up. It's really like, you know, the elders of your church are going to notice this. Yeah. Other right. people are going to see that you've got gifts in certain areas. So I always tell people, don't take a, don't take a test. Ask the guy next in the pew next to you. What, what, cause you most likely you're already um, serving in that kind of capacity. Right. I mean, that's, uh, well, I've, as, like, oh, let's just use eldership for, as an example. If people are going to uh, oh, come and disappear, <laughs> if people are going to desire the role of an elder, they should already be doing the role of an elder, yeah. doing the, what an elder does uh, without the, the recognition of a title. I mean, I think titles are sort of waste waste wasted energy but um well and the bible is pretty clear what you should be able to what you should be doing as an elder i mean there's and there's a lot of character issues that are involved there too and that's uh, spiritual giftedness i think goes hand in hand with the fruit of the spirit you know love joy peace patience kindness goodness uh, faithfulness self-control all that stuff so those two things go together that really we need to recognize that in the lives of people who are going to serve in that capacity. Yes. All right. So let's, let's wrap this up. Um, we recommend uh, some recommended resources here. Obviously, the book Unquestioned Answers uh, by Jeff Myers, we want to recommend. Show it again. Since they were they were nice enough for you to send me an actual copy of the book, yeah. Uh, we just got PDFs originally, but now uh, they sent me this copy, and so I'm happy. Um, yeah, I'll recommend the book we were just talking about earlier. I quoted from C.S. Lewis's *Mere Christianity*, and then um, I, I I walked away second to see if I had this in my library, and I don't have it here. It's at school, but um, Nine Marks of a Healthy Church* by Mark Dever, I think is if you're looking into uh, what is a good church? What can, I think these are, are good, uh, solid points to consider. Ray, do you have anything that you would recommend? Any books? or, or? Well, Some of the stuff by John R.W. Stott yes. was, was good on, on the church. Um, uh, and then also um, Jim Put Putman is... He's the guy that uh, has been doing the 
the life group stuff, the, yeah. uh, the churches, churches a team sport, which just basically goes through what discipleship is, which I've read that tons of times, but then I forget the name of the second book, but it's, um, you know, uh, really showing the nuts and bolts of how do we do this thing called discipling others, which is what we're called to do. I mean, this is, you know, and again, that, how do you do that when it's just me and Jesus? You'd, right. you'd, if it's just me and Jesus, you don't care about anybody else. Yeah, so, yeah. so why would I go and talk to somebody about Jesus if it's just me and Jesus? Great. All right. Well, our time is up. up and uh, don't forget to check out our website at www.basicbiblepodcast.org. And we have started. We, we have uh, this week was a little was a little mixed up, but we have uh, been posting Ray's series on Revelation. Um, oh, okay. We started that. Uh, this week, I kind of dropped the ball because I had a couple of things coming up I kind of forgot. Um, but uh, you want to check those out. And, of course, all of our re- recommended resources, other stuff I've, I've put up there as well, uh, some other well, help. I'm posting where I'm working on in Isaiah on our Facebook page. Too. Yes. Don't forget so to check out that Facebook page as well. Or on Twitter and Basic Biblecast. That's an ongoing project. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. Hang in there. Stay safe and stay healthy. 